My views and thoughts of my parents have expanded as I've grown. I realized that in the words of my little guy, they're pretty great. I also came to realize that the normal they provided was not as common of an experience as I might expect. Now that I have a child of my own, I wonder how did they do it all? I realize they have a ton of wisdom to share and I'm immensely blessed to have the dynamic duo that is my parents. With my dad, we're able to talk the research and you've heard from him. I'm excited that for a series of upcoming episodes, we're going to chat with my mom. With my mom, I see the best practices effortlessly in action. A different feel, but the same focus for the next several episodes. We want to give you practical and applicable ways to help the little ones in your life grow and succeed. I could think of no one better to visit with than my mom. Servant, supporter, and survivor. Wife, mother, nana, and friend. A queen of cost savings, a master of teachable moments, and master of memory making. Join me as I continue to soak up and benefit from her wealth of wisdom and knowledge. Join me as I visit with my mom, Annie Mercer. The month of October got me thinking about this topic. What is significant about the month of October for you, Mom? The month of October was... Um when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So when I think of the month of October, I think about all the pink ribbons and people taking the walks for breast cancer survivors. And, and then I also have to go back every year for my yearly checkup, and that's always in the month of October. As a matter of fact, I just went back two weeks ago and got my clearance again. I'm 23 years out, mammogram went well, all the x-rays, bone density, and everything was good. So I, I think of praying for others during that time, inviting others to please go get their mammogram. Those are the things that stick out in my mind. The reality that many people, including those who care for young children, will encounter some type of healthcare curveball got us thinking about this. The curveball might be a short-term challenge like a stomach bug, surgery recovery, COVID, or any other illness that can upset the normal routine. What kind of patterns and routines are upset by these healthcare challenges? You have your normal family routine, which would include your meal planning, your cleaning routine, your childcare, your grocery shopping, uh, school drop-off if you have school-aged kids, or if you're homeschooling, you can't keep the same routine that you have going. You have your school drop-off and your school pickup. You have extracurricular activities, band, football, basketball, ballet, music, whatever it might be, that would, um, all those things would be interrupted. If you are a worker outside of the house, your job is interrupted, you have to make plans there. If you're married, your spouse's routine is, messed, is uh, interrupted as well. So what type of preparations, you mentioned making plans, what type of preparations can we make knowing that these types of short-term health challenges don't happen at convenient times? Well, I, I would say if it's, if it's for your meal time and you don't have plans, you can always use the app that you can order a meal in or have your spouse to go and pick up a meal for the kids or you and, and eat that way. Or you may have a friend that's volunteered to go and 
get dinner for you or cook dinner for you. If it's childcare, drop off, you should have somebody as a backup to say, oh, Mary, I'm not feeling good this morning. Can you stop by and pick up Sue? And John or Mary should be able to do the same with you. You have that relationship that you know one can call on each other. Cleaning routines. It might even be that you have to call in a cleaning service to help you out a little bit if it's um, if that's for a long term, but if for a short term, you may have to get your friend to do do some bathroom scrubbing for you, whatever. Uh, grocery pickup. You may have to let it go for a few days and then do the grocery delivery. It's kind of convenient now where they have it, where they deliver it on your porch for you. So those are some of the things that you could do, have already planned in your daily schedule that I know I have these backups. When we think about long-term situations that impact families, could be diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, they have the same challenges and more compared to a short-term health need. What additional things do we need to keep in mind for those who might have long-term health conditions? Oh, I would think the first thing on long-term health uh, conditions would be to make sure you have, and when you get ready to get on a plane and you get ready to fly somewhere, the first thing the stewardess says to you is if, you, if we encounter a problem, an oxygen mask will drop out, the cabin pressure drops, I think that's the time to put your oxygen mask on. And by that I mean, you make sure that you're prayed up, you're nurtured food-wise, you have your, you can make sure you get your proper nutrition. Make sure that you can take that few minutes to break away and do some self-care. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your family and you can't take care of your, your sick loved one. So those are some of the things I think we should always have a plan to do first self-care. If you have a person that's in the hospital, go by and visit. Be very mindful of conversations you start with them because you're already in a, in a state of mind that I don't know what's going on. So be careful of the questions you ask. Don't push yourself on them to make them answer questions that they are trying to get answers to because they're in the middle of running tests and uh, trying to figure out what the doctor's talking about and and to be able to relate it to somebody else is sometimes difficult. Hmm. Well, you already started giving some great tips and ideas. Anything else when it comes to if I am the observer or if I am a part of the primary care team of someone who is sick, what can I do to help them? One of the things you would definitely want to do is pray. Ask the person, what specifically can I pray for for you? And that way you're praying for them and pray for their family. And I think as far as there's children, you want to see if you can deliver a meal. If that person is sick with a low immune system or something that's communicable that might pass on, you drop a meal off on the porch and call them and say, hey, your meal's on the porch and deliver it that way. But find out what they like and what they want so you don't just send a meal that may not be on their diet because if you're doing dealing with something long term if it's a disease that don't allow you to eat regular food that we would call normal you need to know that and make sure that you offer to 
help with the kids if there's kids involved. Can I take them to school for you? Can I pick them up from school? Can I take them home with me and let them play with my kids for a while? Can we go to the park with them? Just wherever you can lend a hand. Can I go and get your groceries for you? Do you want to give me your list or call in your list and I pick it up? Those are the kind of things I think would be very helpful for a person. Or it may be it. I have medication at the drugstore. I can go and pick that up for you. Great practical ideas. You mentioned a few already, but let's go back and target how we can be mindful of those with little ones who might be involved in witnessing firsthand these situations. Any other thoughts about things that we can do mindful for the children in the situation? Oh, I think one of the biggest things for a kid and one of the things that will make the kid happy if you are very thoughtful and brought them something while you're bringing something to the sick person. It may be a little stuffy, a little stuffed animal, or a card, or a kid-friendly activity that they can do. Or you can say, hey, can I give you a break and take care of the baby for you? If it's a, if it's a real young child, that's a take care of my baby. And mommy might not be ready to say, here, here's a diaper bag, take the baby home with you. It might be that you have to come to the house and take care of the baby for her. You need to be careful and mindful of uh, handling conversation with the little people. Their ears, they hear everything. And some of the things they may not need to know. So don't discuss details of what's going on around the little people. Make sure that you keep them occupied. If there's a phone call that's going on with a caregiver, a doctor, or nurse, with the person that's sick. If you're a sick person, don't feel bad that you can't make a home-cooked meal for your family. Sometimes we put guilt trips on ourselves where we just feel guilty that we can't do that. But I would say for any family, one thing, whether whether it's uh, already diagnosed, to always have a couple of meals in your freezer where you can have popped out and put into the oven and heat it up and your family will have your home-cooked meal. But as far as if you can't do that, don't worry about, I can't go in the kitchen and cook. And I can't, I feel bad they can't have this home-cooked meal that I always give them. They'll be okay. Okay. Well, let's share some final practical and applicable tips. You've already mentioned several. I guess I would let you pick maybe your favorite of what's a practical way to help with meals. Practical way to help with meals is knowing what the family likes knowing what the dietary requirements are and picking or even allowing them to pick what they want. Okay. What would be a practical way to send encouragement? Short phone call, text. You might want to send flowers. You might want to send edible food arrangement. It may be that you say, hey, it's a pretty sunny day. Can I come and sit out in the backyard and we sit in the backyard and just if you're able to come out and get a little sunshine, very thoughtful. Well, I think that's a great way to end it. I think that's a great activity for someone who is feeling better or having a good day. So for the fun activity, offer to come sit and enjoy some fresh air and sunlight with the person. I would add one more thing, one more closing thing. Okay. And that is, don't forget your me time if you're the caregiver. Don't forget that me time because it's so important that you take care of yourself 
as I said in the beginning, take that oxygen mask and put it on your face first. But it's important that you take care of yourself and have that time for yourself. And that time may be, it may not be where you go all away for a week on a vacation. No, it may be just one hour sitting out in the sun, as we just said. And it may be with by yourself or with the person that you're caring for. It may be just a 30-minute time just to sit and read. 30 minutes to sit and listen to some music just by yourself. Uh, take a walk, chat with a friend. Great tips and ideas for supporting people who might be experiencing some health challenges. Well, join us next time for more information and brain building blocks. Please follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Stay connected with Let's Build Their Brain via Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Let's Build Their Brain Pod and on Twitter at Build Their Brain. Thank you for checking back with us each Monday for a new episode. We hope you leave each podcast with practical and applicable suggestions to aid your endeavor of building the brains of the ones you love. Until next time, let's build their brain. Thank you.